from the international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, this is Dr. Shelton Smith with Making a Difference. And on this Thursday in June, we are delighted to welcome you to our broadcast. We get together here with an open Bible every day, five days a week, on this station at this time. And we're delighted to have you along with us today. And I hope that you'll make it a regular part of your day to join us at least as many days as you can. And we'll have a good time every day opening the Bible, looking at the things that we find there, exploring the text of Scripture, and then explaining, doing all that we can to make everything fit into our own personal lives. And if you're not a Christian... We want to introduce you to the Savior. We want to explain the gospel to you. We want to help you to get that settled in your life. If you are a Christian, we certainly want to see you grow. We want to see you get into a good church and begin to walk with the Lord and serve the Lord. I believe we can help you with that. That's the reason why we call our broadcast Making a Difference. We believe what we do here will help, and it will make a difference in your life. These last several days on the broadcast, we've been looking in Romans chapter number one, major items in God's agenda. And we will indeed look today at number eight in that study. And I'll ask you, if you have where you can, to open your Bible and we'll note those major topics in just a moment. We are pressing closer and closer to July 19 through 22, when the National Sword of the Lord Conference will meet right here in Murfreesboro at the Sword of the Lord International Headquarters. Our auditorium here will be the place. We'll be live streaming the entire conference all over the world. So wherever that you are in the world, you can watch and listen to every service, including my School of the Prophets in the afternoon. And at the same time, we will be having in-person seating by reservation. So if you want to come and be here, Give us a call. We'll save you a seat. Be glad to have you here as long as seats are available. So let's get right to our study today. We're looking at Romans chapter 1, verses 24 and 25. And here's the topic. It's the truth of God. Now remember, we're looking at things that God says are major. What you and I do in terms of relating to God's major things, well, we ought to just make major ado about them as well. And in this chapter, we've already looked at the gospel of God in verse 1, the Son of God in verse 4, the will of God in verse 10, the power of God in verse 16, the righteousness of God in verse 17, the wrath of God in verse 18, and then yesterday we looked at the glory of God in verse 23. Today we're going to read verses 24 and 25, and you'll find the key phrase in verse 25 where it notes the truth of God. Verse 24 says, Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie, and worshiped and served the creature more than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. Now that comes immediately after that great passage that we looked at yesterday, where he talked about the issues of humanism in contrast to the God-created and God-centered worldview, 
And we look at all of that where men turn their face against God. They turn their backs away from God. And what the Bible says here is God gave them up. He let them live their unclean lives. He let them go with the lust of their own hearts. He let them dishonor their own bodies and do the damage to themselves that verse 24 talks about. What they tried to do in the process is change the truth of God into a lie. And they began to worship what had been created more than the Creator. I mean, you're talking about making a mess of things and all of that in contradistinction to the truth of God. Now, there's a passage in Isaiah chapter 59 and verse 14, which says that judgment is turned away backward and justice standeth afar off, for truth is fallen in the street and equity cannot enter. The next verse goes on to say, Yea, truth faileth, and he that departeth from evil maketh himself a prey. And the Lord saw it, and it displeased him that there was no judgment. In the not-too-distant past, truth was the primary commodity upon which churches were founded. Truth about things temporal and things eternal were considered to be so vital that they were given priority status. Families taught their children to be truthful. Businesses advertised themselves as honest and trustworthy. Anytime you went to church, you knew that a man of God would open the Word of God to proclaim the truth on every page of the Bible. But my, oh my, how things have changed. And I submit to you that in America, we are facing a time now where truth has, as the Bible says in Isaiah 59, where truth has fallen in the street. When truth is no longer absolute with so many people. Some tell us that if you add two plus two, you can decide whatever you want the answer to be. If you don't like the fact that two plus two equals four, then you just choose whatever you would like the answer to be. That same pseudo-philosophy is also being applied in history, in science, and yes, even in religion. That same game, I'm saying it is a satanic game, it is being played to manipulate reality, to downgrade the truth, and it is being played by young and old alike all across our great nation and around the world. The political arena these days is awash with claims of transparency while they laugh behind our backs and hide the truth from us. The educational scene is now so corrupt that they are rewriting the textbooks to accommodate the cultural revolution, the woke mobs, and all of those who hate America. The entertainment industry, I'm talking about film, television, internet, music, is so polluted with filth that it defies decency. They utilize drama, comedy, and music to sell immorality every hour of the day. Where news was once reported with some degree of accuracy, most of the networks are now leftist propaganda machines. Well, folks, I mean, that's all true out in the world. But here is, to me, the greatest tragedy in all of this. The religious crowd has also faltered and forfeited its hold on truth. Entire denominations are coming apart at the seams because their leadership has sold them out. The gathering of what I will call our imperfect storm has replaced the thunder in the pulpit with winds of change. Truth is now viewed through the lens of relevance, uh, which means it can be twisted to fit whatever the societal demands require. Contemporary is a word that has come to the surface. Contemporary theology reflects what men are thinking rather than what God has said. 
Contemporary ministry is built on what pleases the culture. Contemporary, the very use of the word, it is a negative term when it is attached to church because in reality, it is a fad that leaves a vast amount of God's truth in absentia. Now, the Bible tells us in that Isaiah 59 passage that without truth, equity cannot enter. Now, I understand there's a difference between the words equality and equity. The word used here in the Bible, I think, encompasses the concept that you and I are looking for here where we want everybody to be treated on an equal footing. But what the Bible tells us here is when truth goes missing, when truth is not attended faithfully, then there is no judgment, there is no justice, there is no equality, and the front page news in 2021 reflects that because it remains so elusive for us to find these things where people are treated right, everybody giving one another the golden rule treatment that Jesus taught us to follow. And the reason for that is truth has been set aside. In its place, we have the indoctrination of evolution, the scams of socialism, the hoax of humanism, the pursuit of pleasure, the reasoning of revisionism, and the lunacy of lies, as well as the forfeiture of the Christian faith. These devastating realities that I've just noted are built on a foundation of sand. You remember Jesus gave that illustration in Matthew chapter 7, where he mentioned one guy who built his house on the sand? Well, the storms came, the floods came, and the house fell. Great was the fall of it because it was built on sand. At the same time, Jesus told us about another man who built his house on the rock. Those same storms came, same floods came, and that man's house stood because it was anchored, founded, built upon a solid rock. You and I can see the glaring difference between the sand and the rock. And the character of far too many people in our society is being built on the sand rather than on the solid ground of the truth. And the results are that the house of life, the house of family, the house of church, the house of a lot of things important is coming down, crashing down hard when the storms hit. When God's truth goes missing, the Bible says equity cannot enter. Men who do as they please will not only displease God, but they will also displease their peers. Evil proliferates when truth is not present. When the truth of God is not welcome, you can be sure that pride will find a place. Prejudice will get a hearing, and perverseness will be parading pompously through the streets. Listen, folks, is it any wonder that our nation teeters today on the brink? Is it any wonder that we have so much chaos all across the land? Is it any wonder that we have so many horror stories on the news night after night? Well, listen, let's remember that the truth is vital. And in this passage where the Lord really gets very plain, very bold about all of the waywardness, all of the things that men do when they turn their face away from God and turn their backs on God, he lays all of this out here in Romans chapter 1. And then he says one of the big mistakes that they make, they change the truth of God into a lie. And that just simply means that they swap the truth and choose a lie. They decide, we don't want that anymore. We're going to set that aside. We'll push that back in the closet. We'll set that out where nobody can find it, and we're going to perpetrate a lie so that we can get to do what we want to do. There's no question God has an agenda. God has a plan. God has something He wants from me and that He wants from you. And that plan that God has 
is based upon His truth. You and I look at the Ten Commandments, we look at the Sermon on the Mount, we look at the Epistles, we look at all the Word of God, and we find the truth of God. Now, we've made much ado here about these major topics that God has laid out, namely the gospel of God, the Son of God, the will of God, the power of God, the righteousness of God, the wrath of God, the glory of God, and now today the truth of God. And I'm not quite finished here, so tomorrow, Lord willing, we'll pick up and talk some more about the truth of God. But I want you to see very clearly, these items are so major with God that you and I ought to make much ado about them and make them major in our lives. We need to plug them in in our families, plug them in in our business, plug them in in our churches. And if we will do that, then we are going to find that what God said was major really was a grand statement, a grand plan for us, and one that we should follow. It will be beneficial to us. It will be a blessing to us. It will help us to stay out of the ditch. It'll help us to not fall over the edge. It will keep us from having all kinds of scars and problems that we just really can avoid if we'll just make major ado about what God says is major. This passage on the truth of God is very, very pointed, and you and I need to pay attention to it. We need to give it first place. We need to simply say God's truth will be our truth. We're going to build on that. We're going to make that priority in our life. I hope that I've made the case here just a little bit, and Lord willing, again tomorrow, we'll spend some time talking about the truth of God. In the meantime, let me just remind you how important it is that we get together here every day, and I hope that you'll join me Monday through Friday right here on this station at this time. And in the meantime, please sit down, write a brief note, let me know that you hear the broadcast. Write to me, Dr. Shelton Smith, at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133, or you may email us at radio at swordofthelord.com. And we look forward to hearing from you. Please get in touch. We'll be delighted to hear from you. In the meantime, God bless you. We'll look forward to seeing you here again tomorrow. Have a good rest of the day and goodbye for now.